And I know like there are some crazy things going on in our world. You know, the world is telling us, our government officials are telling us that we have to practice social distancing, which I believe, you know, we need to make sure we are following the laws of the land. But it is also very important for us to stay in connected, to stay connected. We are people that thrive off of community. So it's so important for us to connect. So as you all know, I am doing an author spotlight. And as you guys know, my corny saying, authors are near and dear to my heart. Me being a published author myself, I just really wanted to spotlight authors that are out here doing their thing. You know, there are so many amazing self-published or just regular published authors. And I wanted to give them an opportunity to really showcase the work and the hard work and the grind that they have put in. So before we get to introduce our wonderful, wonderful author this month, I wanted to, you guys know how I do, as we climb, we also lift, and I have to give you guys something, something tangible to hold on to. So today's quote is, collaborate, collaboration equals multiplication. Okay, so, you know, the world tells us that we are supposed to, um, you know, just grind by ourselves, me, myself, and I, you know, the, the as I like to call her, the prophetess Beyonce, she has that song, me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end, that's what I found out, but we know she was lying on that song, although I love Beyonce, and I'm, I'm an honorary member of the Beehive, we, she was lying, it's all about collaboration, and especially as women, you know, it is so important for us to collaborate, so collaboration equals multiplication. With that, I'm going to go ahead and bring my sis in. Hey, sis, you got a minute? 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 Hey, sis, I sure do. Hey, I am super excited. I mean, just from the voice uh, message that my sis Alta V's sent me I was like oh yeah we about to get it popping so you guys hold on to your wigs get them lace fronts make sure that they are secure because I just got a feeling we're gonna have a good old time on this podcast before we get into the interviews Altavis I want you just to share a little bit about yourself tell the listeners who are you girl so I am Altavish, your voice manager. I unmute the voice of women who are ready to speak up about what has kept her silent for way too long. I'm the founder of the World Voice League, which is a virtual network of female speakers coming together to impact social change. And I am a single mom of four teens. Yes, four teenagers. And I only have a few gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. You know, I am a, like I like to call it a recovering single mom. So I am recently married. I have been married for almost two years and I I know how it is. You know, I have two boys and a daughter and now with me and my husband, we are a big, beautiful blended family and together we have eight. So I got a little bit more than a couple of gray hairs. I got a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so Altavis, I just want to really thank you for allowing me to interview you. I, I really feel that you have um, something great to bring to the table. And as I was um, going over the authors that submitted their request to be interviewed, there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to interview you. And one of them is because I know that your um, book is actually an anthology, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So a lot of people don't know about anthologies. And my second book that I published is actually an anthology. And it's, it totally fits uh, today's quote where it says collaboration equals multiplication. And so can you, before we get into the interview questions, can you kind of just briefly share with the listening audience what an anthology is? So an anthology is when you have multiple authors coming together to um push one message, uh, a message of motivation, a message of support, a message of girl, you got this, or hey man, I see you, don't quit. It's literally us coming together and, you know, I always think back to Planet of the Apes, you know, we're stronger together. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're together, and so sometimes, especially when it comes to getting a message out through a book, you'll have some people that'll think, oh, well, it's, you know, uh, it's a saturated market. It's this, it's that. But an anthology gives you an opportunity to come together and market the one book as a team. And you definitely get a much broader reach. Yes. So as you guys know, in the show notes, we are definitely going to have the links to her book and also the links on how to get in contact with her and all the authors. And, and I'm going to give her an opportunity to really, because this book, is something that I was like, yes. When I heard her description, I'm like, yeah, because you guys know that I'm all about doing little things to create change. Like it's not the one big thing. It's not the big boom that you're gonna, that's gonna uh, motivate you to change. Sometimes it does, but it's actually a series of little things. And that is really what her book and the other authors, that's what they talk about. So I cannot wait to get her to be able to explain and go into detail about her book. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get into these interview questions. So, Miss Alto Beast, when did you realize that you wanted to be an author? So, I've been writing since about middle school. And it was always funny to me because I, I wrote poetry, I wrote short stories, of some of which I still own today. And in writing, it was always odd because I'm an introvert mm. and I wanted to write and publish books, but I didn't want to see people. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a part of the, the, the plan. I did not want to be in front of people speaking. I did not, like, I don't know how I thought I was going to sell books, but in my mind, I was going to do it without being in front of people. Uh, but it was always my my passion to share my stories and to share my message with other people. 
And so I would let people read my poetry. I would read it to my grandmother, who was a very big influence on me um, starting to write in the first place. Um, mm. Cause that was my outlet. That was, that was my way out for whatever was going on in my life at the time was, was writing. And so I would go ahead and I would just get it out there and people would read it and be like, Oh my goodness, this is so good. Or how did you come up with this story? It's just the way my mind works. I know at that time I didn't realize that, no, like, no, you're really special with how you come up with stories. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So you were actually the second author that we interviewed that talked about a grandparent. So, you know, shout out to grandparents because they truly matter. And I didn't share with the other author um, because although I am a published author, my, my sweet spot where I feel most comfortable, unlike you, girl, I'm an extreme extrovert. So this quarantine is killing me. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I knew actually that I was a speaker at my grandmother's funeral um, because I got up, you know, just to give like the family a word of encouragement. And I remember looking out, seeing everyone kind of mesmerized by my words and it, it just, and I've always been one to run my mouth. But at that moment I realized, wow, I have something special. So shout out to grandparents. We need you. And then the other thing that I wanted to just piggyback on. So my 10 year old, she writes like motivational quotes and she has like these little books that she's been creating. And what you said, starting to write in middle school, I just want to encourage the mothers, the fathers, the parents out there listening, when your child has an interest in something, cultivate that, nourish that, because you don't know what you're nourishing in that child. Most definitely. Um, even with looking at with my own children, what they're doing, and I've always been a stickler for if it's something that you want to do. And even to the point where every year before school starts, I have a conversation with all four of them, like each of them separately. And I always say, what do you want to do this year? Mm. Whatever it is you want to do this year, I will support you in that 100%. But that means that you can't quit. Yes. You got to follow it through throughout the whole year. So it was interesting because my children are all into the arts. Uh, my son is currently in school for graphic design. Uh, in college for graphic design, my oldest daughter, she, you know, she wants to go for, um, she wants to go into the arts and acting and she's done musicals. Uh, actually, all three of my girls have done musicals and things. And then last year, my daughter like threw a curveball and was like, I want to do field hockey. Wow. And I was like, you want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about field hockey. Can we pick something that I know? <laughs> so it was it was quite interesting, but I was that I was field hockey mom. I was out there with my little coat. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, you are that, everything that you're sharing is is so amazing because you know a lot of times they there's a stigma on. Uh, single moms, and I was very much like you. You know, I was out there. I'm supporting my baby. So. Big up to you, man. Big up to you for being out there supporting your uh, babies. I salute you. I'm so, I love it. I love it. This is the motivation that I want to give to the parents that are listening is that I supported her even when she was nervous about it, 
even when she was like, okay, mom, this is this is not really what I thought it was going to be because they want me to be the goalie. She ended up being rookie of the year and getting an award, a plaque for rookie of the year. And then this school year, she ended up being one of the best goalies in the state. Wow. Like, literally, I have chill bumps right now. Okay. And I am just Here. like. Our support matters. Our support <laughs> matters. It so matters. So mommies, daddies, parents out there listening, support those babies. They need it. They need it. So let's move on to our second question. Um, and with an anthology, this may be different. I know that there's usually guidelines that are placed on the different authors. But how long in total did it did it take to write from start to publish? Did it take to write the book? So for our particular anthology, we spread it out a little bit more. Uh, so I want to say we did it in about five to six months. I've been in some anthologies where it's been three months. Uh, I've been in some where it's been over a year. Mm. Okay, so what do you think made um, that time frame, that particular time frame? And was that something that uh, you or was there like a kind of a lead to the project? Was that what made that time frame? Um, what made you guys to decide on that time frame? And from the three months to the five months to the year, which one do you think is most successful? Or does it just kind of depend on the people that are involved in the um, book? So I'm going to say that the most the most successful anthology is going to be one where communication is key. Communication is really like high target, high volume. Like this is the most valuable thing you can do during the, the whole time. Because what I found out with the first anthology that I was ever a part of, I wasn't the host of it, is we weren't getting communication on a regular basis. Mm. And not everybody who was coming into the anthology had already written a book. Okay. So it made for a very interesting demographic when you have people who've never written a book and you have people who've written a book and published a book and you're trying to get them all on one schedule. Yeah. Writing that first book can be devastating. <laughs> Man, talk about it. <laughs> my first book that I ever published took eight years to publish. My second book only took a month. There wow. is a difference. <laughs> Huge difference, right? <laughs> There's a big difference. So when you have people coming in who's never been up, they've never been a part of an anthology, then you have the other people that have come in and they have been a part of it. Then you have other people who have come in who've never even written a book. It, there's a lot of clashing. And so the project that took over a year, that's what ended up happening. Was there a mm. lot of clashing? People didn't, you know, they were nervous about writing their story or writing their chapter. It was bananas. So what I changed when I did my own anthology for the six months was I went and we had trainings. Awesome. So you, when you signed up to be a part of the anthology, you had a one-on-one -on -one with me. And we went over what your topic would be about. Because that's one of the hardest things, right? Is mm -hmm. kind of figuring out the the the, the structure of a of a chapter, trying to figure out what you're what you're gonna talk about. And so I literally gave them a structure of how to do their chapter. I made it really easy, like so simple, to the point where when we would get done, each co author was like, Wait, that's it? <laughs> yeah, now you just go type. And they're like, 
No, that can't be it. No, it really is. So when you make it simple, kiss it, people. Kiss it. When you keep it simple, sister. Yes. <laughs> you make it um, enjoyable for everybody there. And then that makes me want to meet my deadline because I enjoy this. I want to be like, I want, I can't wait to get this out. I can't wait to have somebody read this and to help market this. And then the three months it was, we were all pros. Okay. We all had books, books, multiple books under our, our belt. So it was just a matter of getting the book cover done, getting the editing. But when it came to doing our chapters, it was, it was a no brainer. It was really quick. Wow. So there were a couple of tweetable moments, a couple of hashtags. I hope you guys didn't miss them. She said, this is for our leaders. This is for the people that are leading projects. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. So I want you guys, when you listen to this um, episode, hashtag keep it simple. The other thing she said is communication is key. I think that we, that's something that's overused and it's become kind of a cliche, but it's real. Communication matters. When we have fluid and effective communication, everybody's happy. So make sure you add us to your stories when you're listening to this podcast, hashtag keep it simple, hashtag Tuesday with Tamika, hashtag communication is key. So our next question is, did you have a traditional job or work schedule while you were writing your books? Because Honey is not just a one-time author. She, I, I don't know if y'all caught that. She said books, Honey. She has <laughs> books under her belt. So did, as you were writing, um, did you have a traditional nine to five that you're working? And if so, how did you manage to write and continue to work your nine to five? So I, I love that question because I always get it when people ask me, okay, wait, so you're, you do this full time. What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> and I say, that looks like freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like um, deliberate, being deliberate. And it, it's interesting because when, when I first thought about being an author, a published author, uh, and actually went and started doing to other authors. I asked somebody, well, what did you do to be able to, uh, you know, get your books published? What did you do? And the response made me clutch my pearls. Because mm. the response was, well, I worked, I saved up the money, and then I paid for the publishing. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> Rude much. I understood what they were trying to deliver years later. I understood what they were trying to deliver, but communication people, that was not the way to deliver it. And um. so <laughs> I said, okay, well, for me, it was that, it was similar to that. It was, but it was being deliberate. And so I was writing during my lunch break because I was working full time when I first wrote the first book. In all actuality, when I wrote the first book, not only was I working full-time, I had just become homeless with my four teenagers. I wow. was staying in um, someone else's two-bedroom apartment and trying to make it work as we were looking for somewhere else to stay. And I was in the middle of rebranding my business that I had only had you know, going for 
maybe two years at the time. So rebranding a business, homeless, and attempting to write a book, man, oh, man. was Yeah. And so I, I just went and said, okay, well, I got to be deliberate. In the mornings, I'm an early bird. So 4 a.m., I'm up. Yes, I'm up before the mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but 4 a.m., I'm up. And I would get up at 4 a.m. I would spend time on my book or spend time in my business. And then I would go to work. And yeah. Get the kids ready, you know. And I, I would do those things still, but I had to be deliberate and focused. And when I was deliberate and focused, I saw the most amazing thing happen was that in a moment where chaos was going on around me, I was creating my own normal. Wow. Oh, goodness. I mean, she, I I really hope you guys are taking notes for this episode. She is dropping gems. And just like I've been telling you guys time and time again, we, this is confirmation. If you guys thought, well, Tamika's crazy. She's one of a kind. When I told you guys about waking up at 4.30 in the morning and really being non-negotiable about your dreams and your goals, she has just confirmed that. I wrote during my lunch breaks. I, you know, th- that's what you have to do. Navigating being homeless. Now all the, because the, st- the storms of life are going to come. And, and at, you know, even with this coronavirus and all this stuff that we have going on right now, one of the things that I, that it's kind of resonating as in my spirit is you know who you are in the midst of chaos. So when chaos comes up, that's when you really figure out who you are. It's not when everything is going well. It's when chaos all around you is breaking out and you're able to say, no, peace be still. I'm going to find my normal and I'm going to be deliberate about my success. And especially if you have children or people that depend on you, you have to be deliberate about their success. Because as I like to say, my ceiling will be my children's floor. Everything that I'm creating now, my children will be able to stand on that. So I, I really honor you for your sacrifice and what you have done thus far. It's definitely been a journey. I absolutely love it. And it, I, it's interesting because I'm looking back on things that I've endured throughout my life. And then I'm looking at what we're going through right now. And I'm like, uh, this ain't nothing, this ain't right? Nothing, this, this, this little virus, this little cough, little tickle in your throat. You're good. We all right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Only the strong survive, as they say. So, Miss Altovese, I know you said you are an introvert, but one of my things that I kind of pride myself on is I push people outside their comfort zone. So, I want you to, I know you have a very active um, audience and following on social media. And it appears that you are pretty transparent, which is what drew me to you. However, I want you to share an interesting fact that the people would be surprised to know. So something that maybe you have never shared that you're like, you know what, one day I'm going to tell the people about this. I want you to drop the bomb on them and tell them something interesting about you. So it's... it's funny you would say that because I told this story years ago when I first started live streaming and people were like, wait, what? Are you serious? I said, yeah, I did not realize that I was scared of heights until I was in my 20s. 
Mm. And it's the funniest story ever because I'm the oldest of six siblings and I'm always the pusher. So I'm always the one, oh yeah, let's do this. Come on, let's do that. I love, love roller coasters. I, I, I don't know what it was. But my one of my younger sisters, we were standing at the rock wall and she's like, man, you can't do the rock wall. Well, don't tell me I can't because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to at least try. Girl, I got <laughs> halfway up that rock wall and looked down. And that oh Lord. I said, Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I jumped down so fast. The guy was trying to catch me. Oh, a horrific <laughs> experience, guys. Horrific. That is since then, I've taken flights, and I love to be next to the window, but I, I don't know what it was, but I panicked so bad. They laughed at me for at least a year <laughs> off of that one, okay? That is hilarious. As as a older sister, older sisters unite, I know that you, you probably couldn't live that down for the longest. Oh, they still talk about it at family functions. Yeah. We'll try to rock. Oh, oh, oh hush. I'm not crying. <laughs> I love it. That is so funny. Thank you so much for being transparent and sharing that story with me. So I want us to go into, there's so many different ways to publish. And I did hear you say that you're a self-published author. What platform did you use to publish your books? So I used uh, Create Space, which is now KDP. Uh, and I did that at the time because of finances. It was the cheapest, well, one of the cheapest options. Um but I, I've also, and, and I don't tell many people about this, but I don't just have my books on Amazon. I also use um, a platform called Gumroad. Gumroad. Okay, that is new to me. And so, so it's a digital store. You can create your own digital store. And so I have, you can get uh, eBooks on there. You can get courses, all of the stuff on my store. Uh, but you know I some of my books I don't even have on Amazon I just have them in my digital store and that was in it was one of those ideas where I was like you know maybe I shouldn't have everything over here maybe I should have another place where I have some of my stuff or at least have another option uh and even recently, there have been some of the bigger name publishing companies that are starting to take their ebooks off of Amazon. And I said, So you were ahead of the game. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. So, listeners, I am definitely going to put all of this in the listener notes because I know that there are some people that are aspiring to be authors and, and KDP is definitely an amazing platform to start. And then Gumroad, I'm going to put that information down as well, because like she said, you know, you want to, that's, that's like having an evergreen product where you're able to always offer something to your audience. So 
that's good. I'm going to definitely look into that as well. So as we move into our next section, and don't worry, people, don't trip. I know you guys were like, wait, Tamika, you haven't gave her the opportunity to share about her book. I am definitely going to give her that opportunity to share. But before we do that, I want us to dive into this listener letter. So every Tuesday with Tamika, we have a listener that writes in and just seeking some advice. And Altavis, I would love for you to help me with this listener letter to give the um, the writer some advice. Are you down? I'm down. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So today's listener letter comes from, we're going to call him Corey. It's actually a male writer. And he, I actually got several letters on this topic. And I know it's because of just the state of our country right now. But he wanted to know how to navigate through anxiety when you have crisis. And another listener, so I'm going to kind of merge two letters together. Uh, Another listener wrote in how to continue to pursue your purpose in the state of chaos. So both listeners want to know when anxieties are high, stresses are high, what can they do to continue to have a normal life? in the state of chaos. So it's it's funny you would ask that. I actually just had a, a fellow entrepreneur. Um, she reached out to me and, and was saying the same thing. She was just like, are you seeing that there are a lot of people that you're connected to that are like stressed out? I said, there are some. I said, I got past it. But I do know that there are a lot of people who are stressed out in this time, in this season. And she said, um, she said she's trying to find a way to get past it. And I said, it goes back to what I said earlier, create your new normal. And yeah. so I'm going to tell you guys, I'm super silly. Like as a mom, I'm that mom. I'm the mom that would message my children in different languages. Like that's the mom. <laughs> and so uh, we're creating a new normal on Monday and Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I shut everything down at noon and we do a virtual field trip. Wow. This past week, we went to uh, the Georgia Aquarium where they live stream um, the different uh, areas of the aquarium. And you can see the different animals. You can see the jellyfish and things like that. You can do the Louvre. You can do all of these different things. But it's creating something that takes you away from everything that's going on now during this time and i have four teenagers guys during this time there's no phones mm. talking we're laughing and asking strange questions like so if they take one of the animals if there's two animals in an enclosure and they take one to the vet do they have to sit with the other one so they don't feel lonely like you know things like that. <laughs> <laughs> things like that create your new normal does that mean wow. that every morning you need to go and walk for 15 minutes? Then go and walk for 15 minutes. Um, walking is actually a great way for us as writers to not only create our new normal, but to get some creative juices flowing. Because oftentimes as a writer, we create from what we see. Mm. And sometimes it's just being in the same environment. It, it causes stagnation. It causes yes. us to kind of be like, okay, I'm looking at the same four walls. So then get out, 
go to a local park. I know right now we're doing, you know, social distancing. Go to the local park. Go to um, a local orchard. Even if you're not walking through the orchard, just stand there. Take a deep breath. Just take a moment. Um, another thing that I that I do, of course, I'm the silly mom, is I've been known to watch old movies with my kids. And so, like, Little Shop of Horrors, Harry. Oh, my gosh, my okay. fave. Harry and the Henderson. Um, yes. Garbage Pail Kids. We watch, I mean, all t- Gremlins. Go back into your childhood. Yeah. And sometimes that's all we need is we need that childhood. We need that laughter. We need to know why were we really scared. Like, we watched the original Pet Cemetery, and I laughed so hard because I couldn't why I used to be scared of this this ridiculous movie. <laughs> I love it. But that's what it is. It's is this is your moment to create your new normal. Your new normal may be a walk every morning. Your new normal may be you getting up and dancing to whatever song is playing on the radio for ten minutes. Yeah. Whatever that is for you, you're gonna have to re- to do it and then don't be because this is the other piece. Don't be ashamed of whatever that new normal is. Yeah. Because you have people that are going to say, well, you're watching cartoons and y'all could be doing this and you could be, Mm-mm. it's my time. And we have to understand that your time is your time. And you have to do what's going to be best for your heart, your mind, and your peace. Oh man, that was rich. That was so rich. I love, 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 love the virtual field trips. I'm definitely going to incorporate that into this time that I have with my kids and just creating your new normal. You know, I was on the phone with someone uh, today and that is really what I was telling her. I was saying, you know, this, our country, believe it or not, is going to change after all of this blows over because this too shall pass. You know, we've had other things. Some of us are old enough to remember, not, maybe nothing to this gravity, but we have had other, um, We, you know, I was telling my kids when we were little, we all got chicken pox, you know, and so we've exactly. had other pandemics or we've had things that, you know, caused us to kind of go into this crisis mode. And it just changes the way we do things. And so everything is not a bad thing. Some things are actually, change is good. So change can be good. Um, And the only thing I would add to that, because your words of encouragement and advice to our listener letter were so rich, is laugh often, like laugh often, love hard. You know, this is, we're given the opportunity to love the people that are closest to us. And even, you know, I, this, this afternoon I was thinking I might just go knock on my neighbor's door and give them all a roll of tissue. Like if if that's what I can do, that's what I can do to create peace in my neighborhood. It's something small. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be something small. And then the other thing um, to, to really piggyback off what you were saying about turning off, you know, shutting things down is we have to um, turn off the news. You know, I, I have not watched the news. I've recently had to watch the news just to kind of know what um, things are put in place uh, so I can make sure that I'm abiding by the law. But I don't, I don't 
watch the news. I don't sit up in, in Channel 5 or uh, 5 o'clock news, 10 o'clock. That's not for me because the news is fear-based and it just, fear feeds itself. So I would just encourage you, um, Corey, and all the other listeners that wrote in about anxiety in this time of crisis, limit the amount of information that you are putting in if it, if it increases your anxiety Watch it for the, a short period of time if you feel like you absolutely need to, but then cut that off because what's inside of us is what's going to come out. And so if we're getting fed fear, 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 you best believe that's why our anxiety strikes. That's our pikes, hikes. That's why uh, depression and all those things go up because that's what we're feeding ourselves. So be careful what you feed yourself. Oh, most definitely. And this is, oh, look, we're going to be on here forever. <laughs> Because I want to say, you know, piggybacking off that is be careful not to overeat in this season, too. Yes. And I'm not just talking about snacks, because I know y'all y'all gouging on snacks right now. But imagine that too much of anything can be a bad thing. Yes, it can. Too much of anything. So just, you know, make sure that you... You're, you're laying things out and, and make sure that you're not really gorging on and, you know, anything that can be dangerous to you emo- emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually, because now is that time where, you know, you're sitting still a little bit more and it can become a little more dangerous, but you have what it takes to get past this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move into my favorite, favorite, favorite segment of the podcast, which is our community spotlight. It's us, the community. Instead of me reaching out to the community and looking for someone to highlight, I want to highlight Ms. Altaviz and her anthology. So sis, I want to just give you the opportunity to really give the listeners a snippet of what your book is about and where they can find you, like how they can get in contact with you. Remember, I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes so you don't have to panic. If you feel like, what would what she say? Don't worry about it. I'm going to make sure that I tag her on all my social media sites so you will be able to find her easily and you can be able to order this amazing book that she is highlighting. So Altavis, go ahead and let the people know a little bit about your So book. Uh, the book is called A Stage of Their Own and it's an anthology. We brought together a couple different authors to write this one we're all located in different parts of the united states which just tickles me so much uh to be able to bring people together but the core and heart of the book is uh everyday people who were able to learn something from a pivotal moment in their life and able to take that pivotal moment and create a movement some of them, the mm. movement is a small movement. For some of them, it's a larger movement. Uh, one of the co-authors, her name is uh, Candice, and she is in the Atlanta area. Uh, super proud. Oh, my goodness. Uh, just uh, a mess. I'm just like, every time I think about what she's doing, she is um, a spa owner. And working wow. with other women, African-American women, helping them to open their spa. Open their spa, learn how to elevate and learn how to excel. <clears throat> spa owner, she's teaching them all of the, I mean, 
six-figure spa chick is who she is on Instagram. Oh, we're going to tag her. We're going to make sure we tag her. (laughs) She is a powerhouse. And when I tell you, when I say a powerhouse, you know, some people teach you fundamentals and then they kind of let you go off into the world. That's not what she does. She, before all of this um, interesting things were happening with, uh, with COVID, she was actually taking women and saying, we're going to China. I'm going to show you where to get your supplies. I'm going to show you how to purchase your supplies. So that way you will be able to um, get your supplies for your spa, get your supplies for your, your boutique, get your supplies. I mean, literally in wow. going to China. And it was just like, that is, if, if that's not a movement, I don't know what is. Because when we think about our journey as individuals, many people haven't even been out of their own state, let alone mm. out of the country. And especially when it comes to business, that just took it to a whole nother level. So she's one. I know I shared my story in starting the World Voice League. And just looking at the fact that so many women have been going through um, jumping from one thing to the next and not really having that true accountability. It's kind of like, hey, take this class and this class is going to give you everything you need to be a millionaire by next week. And then you're thrown out into the wolves. But there's nobody holding your hand through the process. And so... You know, somebody who's checking in with you regularly. So we we ended up doing a weekly accountability call. And literally every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we meet, we get on Zoom and meet. And imagine, I have women who will be like, I'm, I have an event today. I, I, I can be on for like 10 minutes this morning. You know, I have an event today. I, I can be on for like 30 minutes. and But it's just being in the atmosphere and so that was the movement. Yeah. It was creating a new atmosphere for us as women where we're able to be vulnerable, where we're able to get the support we need, even down to something that I love and my team loves it too. It's called a power hour. We're in our community, mm. um, in our accountability membership, you can say, hey, it can be from anything. I need a power hour. And somebody from the team will send you a Zoom and get on get on Zoom with you for an hour. And, and you'll yes. hash out. And this is the thing. No extra coaching, no extra no. What what is the you know, what is the problem we're trying to solve? You know, or if if it's something emotionally, what what do we need to do? And I'm gonna pray for you before we get off this call. Like, like that Love having it. that space is completely different than what you see anywhere else. So that was, for me, creating the movement because that was what I wanted at one time, and I didn't see it anywhere. I saw so many things that were opposite of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But it's amazing. I have, there's two men who are a part of the anthology. One is Michael Gibson. He is the biblical poet. Uh and oh my goodness, him looking at what he's been able to do 
from the time he was a co-author in the book, which the book you know came out in 2019, to now he has two more books that he just released. One talking about the um, the death of his first son called After Sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love it. I love being able to see that wow. past, you know, you know, for some, you know, they were like, oh, you know, I just wanted to support. I, I just wanted to tell my story. You know, that we all say all I wanted to do was write one book, right? <laughs> <laughs> all yes. I wanted to do was write a book. I love seeing people go beyond that. Let's 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 movement. Yeah. Let's let's empower the single mothers in your area. Let's go and and now you start a, a meeting with the the wives in your area. Let's take it back old school to where they used to have Tupperware parties and the women would just gather and talk, you know, or they would come and sew. I can't sew at all, so that's that's <laughs> and Tupperware. But you always lose the tops. I have teenagers. <laughs> But it's along that same lines of going back to let's go and create our space and support people in this space. And I even think about how, you know, when they used to come together, if one of the families was going through something, they would all come together and support that woman. Yes, with food and with resources, they would come together. Exactly. If somebody knew what sale was about to come up for for back to school they would let everybody in the group know about the sale so that way they could all go and you know get everything that they needed if somebody couldn't get what they needed people would get extra to be like let's get back to that (laughs) get back to that way of living I love it so Altavis how can the listeners because you have just really really bless the podcast with so much rich information. And I want people to be able to get connected to you. So what are your handles? I'm not sure if you do IG, if you do um, Instagram, I know you are on um, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're at, where can people find you and how can they get in contact your website, all that good stuff? How can people get in contact with you? I always tell people come join the conversation. We have a community on Facebook called the world hashtag world voice league. Um, And it's a free community where we just come in, people share, they have engaging conversations. They're, they're silly. Sometimes they share information that I love it from all over the world, male, men and women, male and female, from all over the world, uh, Italy, London, Scotland, Africa, Virgin Islands, Canada, like literally all over the world, all in one space, just coming together to support. Uh, and you can join that community by going to bit.ly forward slash world voice community. That's it. Awesome. And, so we, and then your, what are your um IG and then my handle Facebook is handle? World Voice League. So I'm on all right. Uh, Go ahead. Instagram, I'm Facebook, and LinkedIn. World Voice League. All right. So we will make sure to add all of that to the show notes, so you will be able to easily, easily get in contact with her. Man, this has been so much fun. So, so much fun. And I, you know, I love to wrap up 
my episodes with a nice little bow. And and you've already really done that because as you were talking about your anthology and all the things that you were doing, you it really embodied, you know, before I, I, I uh, record, I always like to give the quote and I pray and I ask God like, okay, give me something that's going to really uh, tie into the topic or to whatever we're talking about. And today's quote was collaboration equals multiplication. Everything that you talked about just really confirmed that. So as far as the the lady that owns the spa, Sister Candace, and the, the brother that wrote the book, the anthology, and now he's writing two more books. What you have done, um, Altavis, has really created multiplication in other people's lives. And I just really want to encourage you to keep going. I want to encourage you to um, continue to, to pour into people's lives. You know, there's a scripture that says, the uh, harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And I, I just want us to all know, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to share. It's okay to give. It's okay to collaborate. We need to dispel the myth that me, myself, and I, that's all I need in the end. No, we need each other. And we have to continue to lean on the support. Be wise but lean on the support of others at, because as we say in Tuesday with Tamika, as we climb, we will always lift people up with us. Altavis, what last words of encouragement would you like to leave with our audience? Uh, the, the authentic version of you is always going to sell more. Come on, <laughs> Mike drop. So with that, as we end every episode, Live a life to inspire and not impress. Love you, miss you. Bye-bye.